It's a Tuesday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Taylor Charleston will be in with a feature report, and I'll have a look at regional and national agricultural news beginning with regional ag news right after this word from our sponsor. As of January, California's tomato processors reported they have or will have contracts for 12.4 million tons in 2023, which is an increase of 18% compared to 10.5 million contracted tons forecast in the August 2022 California Processing Tomato Report. Processors estimate that the contracted production for 2023 will come from 248,000 acres, generating an average yield of 50 tons per acre. The contracted planted acreage forecast is 8% higher than the 20. 22 acreage of 229,000 reported under the contract in August. The USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service Pacific Regional Office surveyed California's tomato processors for their intended contract acreage and tonnage for the upcoming 2023 season. The data reported by processors was either tonnage with delivered acreage or acreage with derived tonnage. This early processing tomato estimate is funded by the California League of Food Producers. Central California freshman GOP Representative John Duarte comes to Congress with a personal perspective on the Biden Environmental Protection Agency and Army Corps' enforcement of the Waters of the U.S. rule, his own legal fight with the agencies. If the Army Corps of Engineers can prosecute me for planting wheat in this wheat field based on the set of facts they use there, then almost no farm in America is safe from the same type of prosecution. When it resulted in hundreds of thousands of civil fines for Duarte, who now sits on the House Ag Natural Resources and Transportation and Infrastructure, the latter with jurisdiction over the Army Corps. We need to fight to make producers can make sure that producers can produce, that food producers can deliver a abundant, affordable food for American consumers and for the world. But Duarte hopes the Supreme Court in the pending Sackett versus EPA case puts the fight over WOTUS and the Clean Water Act to rest. We all hope in, in agriculture that the Supreme Court supports and reasserts what Congress clearly said, that the Clean Water Act has jurisdiction over navigable waters of the United States. It doesn't say adjacent waters. It doesn't say waters separated by a roadway or waters that have some future defined significant nexus to navigable waters in the United States. All possible interpretations the justices probed during arguments and conservatives on the bench challenged, leading Duarte to argue the new Biden-Wotus rule is premature. We all hope in, in agriculture that the Supreme Court supports and reasserts what Congress clearly said, that the Clean Water Act has jurisdiction over navigable waters of the United States. It doesn't say adjacent waters. It doesn't say waters separated by a roadway or waters that have some future-defined significant nexus to navigable waters in the United States. And if they still don't listen, Duarte says he and others on the Hill will exert their oversight authority to make sure EPA and the Army Corps finally clear up the waters on WOTUS. Canneries are expected to offer processing tomato growers higher contract prices this year to encourage increased plantings. However, the two sides have yet to agree on a final price. That could impact planning decisions as farmers weigh crop options and water budgets. Merced County farmer Aaron Barcelos, vice chairman of the California Tomato Growers Association, said he is hoping contract prices compensate for soaring production costs that have made processing tomatoes less profitable to grow. 
Farmers in the Salinas Valley are still calculating crop damages from a series of atmospheric storms that caused the Salinas River to overflow its banks, flooding 20,000 acres of agricultural land. The Monterey, California Farm Bureau estimated that farmers suffered from 40 to $50 million in losses. Total damages were difficult to assess with storm water slow to recede. While much of the flooded acreage was dormant, thousands of acres contained newly planted vegetables and strawberries. Farmers say there may be production shortages in April and May. Moxie Marketing, which is known for its standout branding, packaging strategy, and design work for agriculture, food, and beverage companies, recently won two awards for Package in Design. Best of the Year Package in Design Awards from Graphic Design USA were extended for Newberry Farms' conventional and organic blueberry clamshell labels and Peterson Farms' applesauce treat cups and apple slices treat bags. It's always a thrill when they get recognition from the professional design industry, according to Karen Nodoza, president and CEO of Moxie. But what's most important to Moxie and their clients is design that meets established communications and sales strategies, and the Newberry and Peterson packages exceeded those goals. Moxie also designed the logo for Newberry Farms, which is a new brand created to differentiate Walker Farms' retail products from their farm store and direct-to-consumer brand called Berry Brothers. Newberry Farms wanted a modern premium look for their retail brand that would be clean and distinguish itself from the other Berry packages and Moxie delivered. Peterson Farms processes and packages cups of applesauce and bags of sliced apples for schools and other food service, so it is critical that kids find the packaging appealing and choose to pick up a cup or bag for a healthy addition to their school lunches. Milk production during December totaled 3.5 billion pounds, up 0.3% from December of 2021 and up 5.2% from November of 2022, according to the latest Pacific Region Milk Production Report from the National Agricultural Statistics Service. The number of milk cows on farms in California was 1.72 million head, up 5,000 head from December of 2021 and unchanged from November of 2022. Production per cow in California averaged 2,030 pounds, unchanged from December of 21 and up 100 pounds from November of 2022. Pacific Trellis Fruits, a year-round grower, shipper, and marketer of premium fresh fruit, has unveiled four new imported specialty plum varieties. The company is gearing up for the high-flavor arrivals from Chile and South Africa beginning in February. The plums will be unveiled in two-pound clamshells under the premium Dulcinea brand. The company highlights four specialty plum varieties, lemon, extra sweet, watermelon, and sugar plums. Lemon plums grown in Chile and South Africa are yellow-skinned and turn bright red when ripe. Extra sweet plums grown in Chile and South Africa varies in appearance from bright red, dark red to red yellowish skin. Watermelon plums grown in South Africa have green skin with red flesh, similar in appearance to watermelon. Sugar plums grown in Chile have red to purple skin with golden yellowish flesh. For more information on these unique products, log on to PacificTrellisFruit.com. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. It's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. 
Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. Calling all pear growers and consultants in the State University of California Cooperative Extension will be hosting two separate pear research meetings on February 7th and 9th next week in Sacramento and Mendocino counties. Pears are an important specialty crop to the state and face a multitude of production challenges, including but not limited to fire blight, pear scabs, stink bugs, and weeds, all of which will be discussed in depth at the meetings in addition to laws and regulations, genomics research, and rootstock research. Klepsingong Calves, a new diversified agriculture advisor with UCCE, shared his experience thus far with pears and where challenges and opportunities lie. To be honest, here in Lake, we have I have seen a big change on the industry. The pear grow is start going down. A lot of people they are moving for other crop and. Primarily, like for the organic grower, they are looking for other options as well and not being grow only pear. They are looking for one second or third crop to be more diversified and not have one single, not be dependent on one single crop. And in my talk, like talking face to face with the grower or or in my needs assessment has been shown the grow have interest in, in explore another crop is um, just to have a back up like if the industry is not going really well in one year they have all the crop to to still have one extra incoming but uh, yeah the pear industry in, in Lake and Mendocino has been suffering a lot with uh, several issues uh, with disease and weed management and, and the grape industry as well has been grow a lot on the area and, and a lot of growth has been just moved for other crop as well. But uh, I think that is a lot of challenging on the area, but uh, also we have a lot of opportunity to, to work with the growers to find new new strategy to manage the orchard and have a multiple crops and in my specifically in my case this is very true being a, a diversified agriculture advisor i'm trying like work with the grower on the best way where we can can combine several crop on the area and all the strategies that uh to to support the grow have more successful on, on that industry that has been changed a lot in the past few years. Goncalves said for pears, he sees a need to help organic growers thrive, and he hopes any organic pear growers in Northern California can be present at the meetings and take away valuable production research information. It's a really challenging to manage weed in a organic system. I think this is true in, in any, any crop. Um, and for the pear, it's not different. Um, we have a lot of weed challenges on our area. We have, for example, pokeweed is it's a big challenge. We have a lot of like uh, um, blackberry. It's it's really hard to control with a mechanical weed control or organic herbicide. We don't have a whole lot of options, and, and I'm trying to focus on this area on 
on this is start of my program to try solve a couple and answer like a couple questions regarding like organic weed management in, in, in the orchard system. Once again, both research meetings will take place next week, February 7th and 9th, and more info is available in the episode description below. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Chalstrom. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. Public health advocacy groups filed a lawsuit against the Food and Drug Administration. The groups say the lawsuit challenges the refusal to phase out unnecessary uses of antibiotics in animal agriculture. The groups include the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, the Natural Resources Defense Council, Food Animal Concerns Trust, Public Citizen, and Earth Justice. They allege that approximately two-thirds of medically important antibiotics sold in the U.S. are for use in food-producing animals and are often administered to healthy animals to compensate for higher risk of infections typically caused by cramped, unsanitary, or stressful conditions. The lawsuit claims that the misuse of these medicines has contributed to the rise and spread of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Stephen Roach of Food Animal Concerns Trust says the FDA has allowed giant meat companies to habitually overuse antibiotics, putting everyone's health at risk. He says this is absolutely unnecessary as animals raised under healthy conditions do not need routine antibiotics. The U.S. food retail sector experienced substantial consolidation over the last three decades, according to data from USDA's Economic Research Service. Market concentration, as measured by the herfindahl hirschman Index, is a measure of the extent to which market shares are concentrated between firms of the retail food sector at the national, state, metropolitan statistical area and county levels. The analysis includes all establishments with a significant portion of food sales that are likely substitutes for each other, supermarkets and other grocery stores and warehouse clubs and super centers. Although the national market is less concentrated than the average state level, according to HHI, national market concentration increased substantially between 1990 and 2019 at 458%. In comparison, average county level market concentration has remained relatively constant over the past 30 years, increasing only 94%. While national measures provide information about larger trends, trends in localized markets are likely more relevant for consumers, food retail competitors, and policymakers, according to USDA. The Organic Farmers Association welcomes the announcement of emergency financial relief to organic dairy farmers by the Department of Agriculture. The association has called on lawmakers and the Biden administration to help offset the high cost of production. The newly announced Organic Dairy Marketing Assistance Program will be administered by USDA's Farm Service Agency and will cover up to 75% of projected 2023 marketing costs for eligible organic dairy producers targeting small and mid-sized operations. Organic farmers 
Farmers Association Executive Director Kate Mendenhall says they applaud Congress for prioritizing family farms in crisis and prioritizing this emergency relief. New York organic dairy farmer Liz Balden says that organic dairies have had a very difficult two years and this relief funding will hopefully make it to dairies in time to keep them in business. The World Food Prize Foundation announced this week that former U.S. Ambassador to China, Terry Branstad, will join the organization as its president. World Food Prize Foundation Chair Paul Schickler says they're excited to bring on a leader with both global vision and strong roots in agriculture. Branstad was Iowa's longest-serving governor and holds the record as the longest-serving governor in the history of the United States. He held the office of governor of Iowa from 1983 until 1999, and then again from 2011 to 2017 when he was appointed U.S. Ambassador to China. He is a partner with the Branstad Churchill Group, LLC. The World Food Prize is presented each year in Iowa to an individual for their achievements in approving the quality, quantity, and availability of food in the world. The $250,000 award is presented each October in a ceremony at the Iowa State Capitol that attracts global leaders and participants. The Consumer Brands Association has endorsed a new bipartisan bill, the Safer Highways and Increased Performance for Interstate Trucking Act, or Ship It Act, would boost trucking capacity, improve supply chain efficiency, and keep costs down for consumers. The Ship It Act was introduced by Republican U.S. Representatives Dusty Johnson of South Dakota and Jim Costa, a California Democrat. The legislation aims to address supply chain pinch points by increasing shipping capacity, lessening burdens on truck drivers, and providing incentives to recruit and retain new drivers. The bill also modernizes the emergency use of certain vehicle waivers, offers workforce grants for truck drivers, simplifies the commercial driver's license process, and tackles truck parking concerns. Consumer Brands Vice President of Supply Chain Tom Madraki says ultimately each step to enhance the supply chains with the latest tools and technologies available will ensure operations run as seamlessly as possible despite future disruptions. Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate and influence growers in the western united states everywhere you go you see west coast nut magazine on every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that it's there so they're reading our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 